0: Welcome back to Fat People with Opinions, bitch, where um, we talk about our opinions while being fat. Okay, I am Taylor, I'm your host, and I'm here with Isaiah, he's your other host. And we're fed the fuck up.
1: She's really aggressive and abrasive.
0: Because we were going to have a nice conversation about what we've been doing during quarantine. And then this nigga had to remind me about politics. And now (laughs) I'm fired up. I'm fed up. I hate everything. And I want to talk about it.
1: Okay. Well, let's start with, you know, a a nice (laughs) relaxing exercise and do a check-in. Okay. How are you doing? I mean, you already gave us everything <laughs> in terms of how you're feeling in this current moment, but how are you feeling generally as we are in what day is this? Like
0: seven hundred and forty-three. That's okay, bitch. Eight thousand seven hundred and fifty
1: day. Eight thousand seven hundred fifty-five. Um, how are you feeling as we are?
0: Better than I was last week. I feel like I've gotten a better grasp on scheduling. Well, really, by better grasp, I mean I just have embraced the fact that I don't do what I'm supposed to do when I'm supposed to do it. (laughs) Okay. And so I'm not stressed that things are not getting done anymore. I'm just not doing things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is a way of living your life. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm really leaning into playing The Sims all day. I baked some biscuits from scratch today. I really don't have time for any of that shit, but I did it.
1: That's, like, such a coping mechanism. Like, selective productivity. It's, Mm -hmm. like, there are so many other things that I could be doing that are actually, like, productive things. But I'm deciding not to do those things. Mm -hmm. Because they stress
0: me out when I could be doing things like, you know, making biscuits.
1: And at the end of the day, you being stressed out is only impairing you in this current crisis. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, I wholeheartedly... Support you, friend. Thanks. Wholeheartedly support you. I mean, don't get fired. <laughs> but also, do enough to not get fired. <laughs> do the bare minimum, bitch. Like, that's... Really, we're in survival mode. Yes. Do the bare minimum. You just have
0: to do enough that you don't get in trouble.
1: Or die. hmm Like, oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm feeling... Like, when I think about generally how I I feel about this whole pandemic situation, it's starting to become more real to me that, like, niggas are dying. Like, I had a realization today, like, wow, people are starting to become impacted. When I say people are starting to become impacted by this, I'm talking about my general vicinity in our area. It hasn't been the case that we've really experienced it on the same level that other states have. But, like... People are really starting to be impacted by it. And it seems like it's getting closer to me.
0: Yeah. And it's like, this is going to sound terrible, but when it was old people are dying, mm-hmm. people with compromised immune systems are dying. It was a, okay, this is not me. Like, I'm going to be okay. Even if I get sick, I'll be all right. That's a terrible way to think, but I'm just being honest here on Bitch, this podcast. That is my movie. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> sorry. That is my
1: fucking movie. Oh my God. We need to watch that one There, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: You gotta tell them what movie you're talking it
1: about. It was um now and then. Um <laughs> fucking um what's her name? Demi Moore's in it. Who else is in it? Um What's not Roseanne? Fucking um Rosie O'Donnell. Demi Moore and Rosie O'Donnell are in it. It's a really, really good movie. It's like a babysitters club adjacent, but mm. she's cute. She's cute for being a movie about white women being raised or uh, growing up in the 70s, but whatever. I'm sorry, go ahead. You're saying in this current moment, you're feeling like
0: yeah, that's a terrible way to think about it. Like uh it doesn't affect me, so I'm not too scared of it. But that's honest. That's me being honest. But now it's like there are reports of children dying. So it's like
1: people in their 20s, people in their people in their 30s. People
0: who are otherwise healthy, and I'm just like, "Okay. We're all going to die."
1: Right. I mean, that's it. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: Because it wasn't, like, I mean, it was real, and I care about people of all ages and of all, like, um, health, right? But it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't a me, you know, until recently.
1: Right, and it's also kind of, like, a testament to how the human brain works, specifically, like, what we what we have to do in order to rationalize and cope with, like, a current situation. Because it's like, I found myself doing the same thing, like, distancing myself from it, like, oh, I'm not going to get it because I'm not X, I'm not Y, I'm not Z. Yeah. But it's like, that is only a reflection of your brain trying to protect yourself so that you don't succumb to the stress of this whole shit. Because it's like, it's it's trauma. Like, this shit is really traumatic and scary because we've never experienced anything like this before. People are dying at rates that, you know, nobody had ever thought would be possible and we we seemingly have no plan outside of just stay in your house. Mm-hmm. And there's no foreseeable kind of there's nothing to look forward to no no sort of hope. I mean, we are seeing cases of like the 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 spread kind of plateauing a little bit, but even that we don't have a vaccine.
0: Yeah, and it plateauing, I don't I don't know if it has plateaued here. It has plateaued in places like China. It started right. to drop off in places like China, but we aren't there yet. Like, I don't even think we've gotten to the bad part yet. Right. The scary part. Mm -hmm.
1: And we don't even have really an infrastructure to really take on, like when it does get bad, we don't have anything in place to really, you know, get us through the situation where we're like minimizing as much loss and death as possible. Like this shit is scary. (laughs) It's really fucking scary. And it's like, it feels like we're just in the beginning of this shit. And it feels like we had all of this time that was not used mm-hmm. to do anything.
0: But if you look at the people who are in leadership
1: right now, I'm so which is a great
0: segue into <laughs> y'all have really dropped this motherfucking ball and I'm over it. And I can't even say we, because it, the, Delaware has not voted in a primary, primary yet.
1: Yes. We so it's none. y'all.
0: It's you dropping the ball. Because
1: I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to approach this from a place of understanding because I feel like I understand where because when I think about the messages that people have been re- receiving from mainstream media. So we're talking about Bernie dropping out um, and Joe Biden, Joe Biden seemingly being the uh, the nominee for the Democratic Party. The mainstream media has really convinced people and scared people into thinking that Joe, Joe Biden was the only one who was ever going to beat Donald Trump, mm-hmm. who seemingly the only one. Because I'm like, looking at news reports, that's all you see all the time. And nobody ever, like, everyone always took that claim, like, as a given. No one ever said, you know what, let me question this, let me interrogate this and see what the data states. But nobody- you
0: so bananas. Because all you have to do is think for yourself, one, and then Google is free, like
1: completely free, and she works she's operational twenty four seven she i haven't i haven't she hasn't gone down on me yet
0: I have not experienced a google downage yet no
1: right. <laughs> she <laughs> has she has been available for me when niggas have not okay let's be clear <laughs> so I don't understand, but like I'm not gonna go into all the minutia of how making that claim is in my opinion, false. But people, I think, have internalized that and they feel a certain level of safety and nostalgia in Joe Biden. And I think that people are so scared of Donald Trump that they're willing to, you know, take whatever is going to be, like, they're they're willing to take anyone who's not him.
0: But it doesn't have to be Joe. Like, it could be anyone who's not Trump but who is also going to work for you. Like, right.
1: But the, my issue is that the claim, and I've said this multiple times, so I guess I am going to hash this shit out, but the claim that he is the most electable, he was the most electable candidate, to me is like, but he has so many opportunities to be criticized, not only by people of the left, but people on the right who are going to come at him from the left. Because uh-huh. it's going to be like, oh, You were, you are seemingly not, I don't know if he wrote the bankruptcy bill, but you had a huge role in getting this bankruptcy bill passed that makes it so that students can't declare bankruptcy on their student student loans. loans. Yeah. You had a huge role in that. You also have an interesting relationship with credit card companies where people call you, what do they call him? Fucking, um, what did they call him? They have a name for him. That's like, I forget what it was. Cause what was it? Um mbna bank or something he has like he just has a really strong relationship with with niggas who work in the credit card that whole industry So he has, like, strong ties with them. And then also, this whole situation with Hunter Biden, even though, to me, this is, like, a non-issue and Trump has no fucking leg to stand on when he says that he's participating kind of, like, nepotism and being corrupt by, like, putting his son in a position where he's getting this income when he has no, (laughs) like, (laughs) no qualifications to have this job that he had where he was getting $80,000 a month.
0: But imagine... Somebody on the left or somebody who is a Democrat attacking Trump for doing just that, for funneling money into his golf courses or into his golf things and his hotels, right?
1: Right.
0: How do you do that in Trump's face when Biden is it. doing the same thing? You did it. But not even not even if Biden is saying it. How do mm. you, as a Democratic voter, be like, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because he doesn't do things like funnel money into his own properties when he's funneling money into his children's pockets?
1: I I don't, you're asking me a question I don't have the answer to because I don't know how you do it I mean I guess it's like to a certain extent going back to what I said before I think people are thinking that they're voting in their best interest by voting for Joe Biden because they feel like they want to, to get out of survival mode for a moment and get back to kind of like normal, back to how things were but what people fail to realize is things weren't that good before at
0: all, under Obama they were Better, I guess.
1: The public kind of like cultural, social moment that we were in was good. Quote unquote good.
0: And really, it's just. the It's so bad, quote unquote bad under Trump because things are out in the open because he's doing things out in the open. Right. Because if you like your main issue is. Deportations. Obama was doing that. If your issue is. Drone strikes, Obama was doing that. So, like, is it because it wasn't on social media or because it wasn't in the news? Because you didn't see it happening. Because the same shit is happening now. So,
1: I, and I, also- what is it
0: that you're trying to go back to? <sighs>
1: again questions that need many an answer um but th- th- my feeling currently is just one of like like i said <laughs> hopelessness like when he stepped down i like didn't even want to see him speak because i don't i don't hold anything against him because i think he's done an amazing job i'm talking about bernie sanders i think he's done an amazing job of like that last debate he was really holding holding joe Biden accountable to his record which to me is so important because what do we really have to evaluate a candidate on what they say they're advocating for in terms of policy their record and then i guess kind of like their public image Mm -hmm. and their qualifications as you know some sort of senator or a congressman that kind of thing but the things that we have to evaluate Joe Biden on are his record. And his record is not good. This man voted for the I- Iraq war. Bernie did not. Bernie has been consistent. Like, <laughs> consistent this entire time.
0: Yeah, and if you're going like if you're going to look at somebody's record in terms of voting for them for any sort of office, there are a lot of arguments that are like, well, this is the way he thought years ago. He doesn't think that way anymore. But it's like how. I'm supposed to take his word for that? Right. He's telling me that now because he wants me to vote for him, but the history says that he is not this person that he says he is now.
1: And then the the step the thing that you do when you have seemingly made a mistake in terms of your vote in order to push someone over the edge of just dismissing you on your claims of that you're a dischanged person is that you do some sort of action that's going to counteract the claim. Mm -hmm. So in seemingly Joe Biden has not done any of that. I don't really feel like his, his healthcare plan is something that people are really paying attention to. So that means that he doesn't really give a fuck about it. He's not going to fight for it. He, I don't really think that he has any kind of, Um, Plan to address student loan debt. He doesn't really have anything. He doesn't really seem to have any kind of plan to address mass incarceration. Like, these are issues that people really give a fuck about. And if we're supposed to be taking you at your word when you're saying that you're this changed person, you're not giving us anything to work with, Mm -mm. sis, at all. You're really not. And I'm not going to say that I've gotten to the point where I'm not going to vote for him because I learned in the last election that. There is still wins to be made from, even though it's not the candidate that you want to be there. The them Supreme Court seats matter. True, those judge seats matter mm-hmm. in terms of
0: things like not dismantling the pandemic team
1: matters. Your administration matters. So, like you said, so those things are important. So, even though he is not the candidate for me, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. To, I'm still going to criticize him because at the end of the day. If you if the criticism is valid, the criticism is valid. Correct. And at this point, because Bernie Sanders has given you, in that debate, he gave him an entire list of everything that people are going to criticize him on. He should take that. His team should take that and figure out how they're going to start to do damage control and counteract that shit. Because what, what niggas have been saying all along is that this is not about galvanizing new voters. Like, nobody is, everybody's in their corners and they're gonna stay in their corners. It's about getting people to come out. Because, mm-hmm. why am I gonna come out when somebody who seemingly doesn't advocate for anything that I believe in and vote for them when I can stay home and continue to get paid?
0: And all of that is going to be even more crucial now when the notion is we all need to stay home in order to not get sick. So, like, absolutely, why would I come out to a voting place and vote where there are 30,000 other people touching things when I could stay home and be healthy? Because this candidate doesn't spark
1: joy. <laughs> like, I was watching the, uh, this, uh, who was it? I think it's the governor of Wisconsin. Who, it was some political figure in Wisconsin, like a huge Republican political figure in Wisconsin after they just had their primary race. And he essentially was like, oh, this is safer than going to the supermarket. Like, this is safer than going to the supermarket. We're we're definitely trying to control, we're we're keeping a, a controlled environment. People aren't, you know, leaving their cars. They're giving the information to the attendant. The attendant is bringing their stuff back. Like he is really like <laughs> trying to explain this to us. Meanwhile, everyone is like, This nigga's fucking crazy. Why are we having I don't care about yeah, votes. I don't care about the political process at this particular moment. I care about my safety. And why is it that I have to choose participating in the political process or my health? Right.
0: And it's not even like I can choose to go participate in the political process, maybe get sick, and then get help for it because chances are I don't have health insurance or health insurance is going to cover it. And also, you can't find a coronavirus test unless you are deep in some symptoms.
1: And a lot of mm.
0: you're asking me to put my health on the line without any. <laughs> safety net like <laughs> there's no
1: safety net and this is why I mean there are people who have been saying that Italy has like a universal health care system and they're experiencing the pandemic worse than you know people are dying in worse rates than they are in the United States but the issue that I have with that argument is that even if that is the case it's like we don't know what factors are contributing to that because it may right. be a question of their 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 healthcare system just being overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the sheer number of people who are having to be in the hospital and that's what's causing the rates to deteriorate the way the way that they are. And I do think that
0: that was the case because I read a, an article about there not being enough vents in Italy. Like nowhere near enough vents in Italy. They have to choose which patients are more likely to recover in order to give them a vent. Like it's triage at this point.
1: Right. So they're actually experiencing an issue where because of the lack of resources people are dying. Not People are dying because like they can't uh, get health care, right? Because there they aren't, can't afford
0: health care. And
1: we're not there at this particular point, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to be there anytime soon. And then what people fail to realize is your health care is tied to your employment. Mm. Like the majority of people have their health care through their employer. If you, at this time, a lot of people are being laid off or being fired from their job. So then how is it that you go to the doctors?
0: You don't. Or you go to a clinic or an urgent care.
1: And what people fail to realize is, girl, my job is teaching me a lot. What people fail to realize is, like, I know that there was uh, in this recent passing of the bill that seemingly, like, insurance companies can't charge you for getting coronavirus testing. But what people fail to realize is, number one, that goes, I think, from the article that I was reading, this was in Time Magazine, that it only is for dates of service three eighteen. And forward. So, if you were ever like going to the doctors because you thought that you had the coronavirus before mm-hmm. three eighteen, you're getting charged. You're, you're getting still getting for that. you're still getting a bill for that. Also, you're gonna get a bill if you not if you do other things outside of just getting the test. Mm-hmm. So, if you go in for an office visit, which is literally when most people are going to go get the test or to the emergency room, if you're going to go for either one of those things, you're going to get a bill mm-hmm. because you're not only just coming in and getting a test in it, like lab core, you're going to an office setting where the, the physician has to be paid. Mm-hmm. And then also usually what ends up happening is they're going to test you for other shit too. Like, Oh, let me rule out strep. Let me rule out the flu. Yeah. Let me rule out a cold or something like that. And Pneumonia.
0: For all of that. And you're then you're going to get, get charged, gonna charged for the one test.
1: Right. So, and this goes back to, this is why you want to have when situations like this happen a safety net particularly a healthcare system that is going to work for the benefit of the majority of people not just be like oh only the people who have who are able can afford to when it's like at this point the the virus doesn't care what your income level is or if you have insurance or not it's like bitch oh i see you uh here (laughs) here i am like (laughs) i see you do you see me (laughs) here i am here i am (laughs) I don't care what your income level is. I don't care what your race is. And they were so sad about this. I mean, this wasn't surprising to me. I already know that this was going to be the case because it seems to be the case in every other fucking issue or social problem that ever happens in American society. But of course, black people are dying at race more than any other fucking mm-hmm. group. Like, of course. Of course.
0: Because black people are among the poorest people in the country. We don't have health care. We uh, can't stop going to work.
1: Of also, it's us. also, we have in terms of like health outcomes, we have some of like the lowest, um lowest, like positive statistics as it comes to health outcomes, like higher, higher rates of hypertension, higher rates of like high cholesterol, that kind of stuff, which all, you know, compound the impact. We impacts. also
0: have higher rates of dying in hospitals because of negligence. So we're just fucked all around.
1: All the way all around, all the way around. But here we are. <laughs> and we're here recording and trying to be positive. <laughs> the whole situation is really fucked. But I'm trying to like check in with myself. And if I'm having these feelings, because I'm, I'm always balancing between like this state of like numbness and then this state of like the world is ever, the world is ending. Everything changed with the Fire nation attack. <laughs> like, those are my two. <laughs> my two kind of modes and I'm trying to figure out how to balance those and try to really speak to and check in with myself in those two modes to kind of like do that mental work. And it's definitely, definitely difficult running and exercising has definitely helped me though.
0: Yeah. I'm not a, a runner. That sounds
1: terrible. Girl, I'm over it already. <laughs> I'm so over it. I really thought I was a fucking Usain Bolt ass bitch, <laughs> and I'm really not like, Niggas who run track, I don't know what y'all are doing. Like, <laughs> y'all don't like yourself.
0: Niggas who run for fun, I don't know what y'all are
1: doing. And I was watching these videos today because, like, how does one run? Like, I was really thinking about this because I be really hurting yeah. when I'm running. Like, my my lower back be hurting. Sometimes I feel like I have a little cramp situation on the side. Like...
0: See, that don't be the case when I be running. It really just be my chest and my throat because I'm breathing through my mouth. So my throat be on fire, but my chest be hurting.
1: Breathing through your mouth.
0: I'm. It's. Yeah. You breathe through your nose when you run? Because I cannot. I need to take bigger breaths. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, a, a larger canal for the air to get through.
1: <laughs> I need to really. Practice some self awareness when I'm running. I feel like I breathe through my nose.
0: I know that there's a, sp- a way that you're supposed to breathe when you run, and it's in through your nose,
1: out through your mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's not enough. It's not the my nose is not big enough <laughs> to get enough air in when I'm running.
1: Just do some cocaine.
0: Okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what the girls say. You know, opens your nostrils up, and you Does know, it? I mean, that's what the girls be saying in the streets. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but um.
0: But, like, how does one run? Because I downloaded this app a couple years ago when I was trying to get into running called Couch to 5K, where you it, like, gives you a little sequence of running every day that's supposed to make it easier. Mm-hmm. So you go from running, like, 30 seconds and walking for two minutes off and on for, like, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I it increases every day so that by the time 30 days is up, you're running a 5K straight without stopping. Mm-hmm. And I did not. I don't... I, I cannot. I can run for about... 5K
1: is like what? 3.2... 3.1 miles, I think. point. I could do that. I could do That's it. That's
0: the park that you run. That's the entire length of the park. Is a
1: 5K. No, because trail. the park is 2.6 miles. The whole trail? Yeah, when I go all, all the way around it, the markers say... I mean, I don't know if this is accurate. Well,
0: when I used to do it with my Fitbit, it was saying it was 3.1 miles. Really? Yeah, but I mean, who knows which one is accurate.
1: Cause as soon as I get to that two point six mark, oh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exceeding. You start I'm not and tr- stop
0: in the same place.
1: Yes, kind of. So yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I don't know. It's one of them. But I was not running a five k. I can run for maybe like two or three minutes at a time, and That's then I what need I do. to stop.
1: That's what I do. That's what I do. Or I do distances. Like I'll say, like, okay, right now I'm at point two. I'm gonna go to point five. But after that, bitch, everything, everything (laughs) needs to end. We must stop for just a brief moment. And then I'm going to get to point six and then I'm going to do to point eight. Like I like it's. I'm really, like, in my head the entire time. I'm like, okay, bitch, do you really just... Like, you can get this over with quicker if you just run more.
0: That's how I am on the treadmill. Okay, we just have 20 minutes left. That's just two, 10 minutes. That's just five minutes, four times. Like, we're, we're
1: fine. you like... <laughs> people don't <laughs> understand the fat bitch. In a model chronicles. Like, they really don't understand. I'm, like, really wagering. Like, not wagering. but the fuck? Like, <laughs> negotiating with myself, like, how I'm going to complete this exercise. And really, like, planning it down to the T. like... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to do two two minutes, and then I'm going to give myself a minute to, to walk. And then I'm going to do three minutes. I'm going to give myself a, a minute to walk. And that's what I've been doing, and it's been fine, but my time sucks. Like, 35 minutes, it takes me to get all the way around the trail.
0: That's not bad.
1: I feel like it's bad. I, I mean, it's not
0: good, but it's not bad.
1: But I'll also be like, this shit hurts. Yes, like, correct. it really does hurts. I don't like running.
0: No. I need a stair stepper. The Couch to 5K app, I was on like week three or so when it was, no, no, two when it was having me run like four minutes at a time. But it was like run four minutes and then walk for 30 seconds and then run for four minutes. And I was like,
1: absolutely fucking not. Run for four minutes. Run. Absolutely not. I'm not And I was watching a video on YouTube today where essentially they were talking about like running technique. And there are so many things that you have to think about. Like your hips have to be going forward. And I was like, we are my... We, Me and my friends, we have this group chat called The Sister Chat. Don't ask. We have a group chat called The Sister Chat. And I was like, how does one run? And that's what I said in the group chat. And then she sent me this video. And essentially, they were talking about how your hips need to be always going forward. Like, they need to be pushed up and going forward. And I was like, how do your hips not go any way right. but forward when you're running? Right. But then I watched the video. And I was like, but, but I do the thing that you're not supposed to do. Oh. So, like, you push your hips back. And it's kind of like you're running... Like, diagonally as opposed to straight.
0: Diagonally down? Like,
1: diagonally down. Like, your body is kind of like... I wish there was a camera in here so people could see what (laughs) our bodies are doing. Um, (laughs) But, like, imagine, like, your chin going to the floor and your gaze is is looking towards the floor. And, like, you're running down that way as opposed to keeping everything up.
0: like you're running into the ground.
1: Right. Like, towards... Hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're running towards hell as opposed to maintaining in our plane. Okay. In our dimension. All right. So, like, you have to really pay attention to your hips. I also struggle with, like, my calves. My calves really burn when I run. Are
0: you moving your foot the right way? Are you going heel to toe?
1: Again, these are questions I don't have answers to.
0: I know that from um marching band. Because if you... Are leading with your the front of your foot, which is what you do in color guard. You end up with a lot more shin splints than you so do then, if you're because I'm stepping. like
1: like low key putting my feet, but like, yeah. you know what I'm talking you're about?
0: Jazz running
1: <laughs> <laughs> without making any kind of a plea, bitch. Like jazz running all two point six miles. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like I care, but that's been my saving grace in this whole situation so I run for 2.6 miles and then I take a 15 to 20 minute break cause bitch exhaustion and then I run up Mount Kilimanjaro oh no 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 five mm-hmm. times five times yeah I'm trying to get it close to like I'm gonna probably like do like 8 Yeah,
0: i I'm gonna post a picture of this hill on the Instagram y'all need to go look at it cause it is
1: Mount Everest
0: atrocious and this nigga said five times so what I do is
1: you know how it's like two sides mhm one on one, on each side. So I go up one way, then one go down is the other way. Than the other, right? Yeah. Yeah. So two, technically two on the, like the steeper side, and then three on the non-steeper. That's not still... As deep.
0: I don't. I don't even take the hill when I'm walking past. <laughs> I go the long way around there. <laughs>
1: because I like an incline. You know, I like the the booty booths.
0: Do you count? Like, is that the part of your run? No, that's after. Oh, so you do the
1: whole trail for the run mm-hmm. and then the hill. Okay. Yeah, That's why I take a 15-minute break. I'd be in my car like, okay, I'm only going to be in the car for five minutes, ten minutes. And I'm like, okay. That turns into 20 minutes because mm-hmm. at that point, i have like watch a whole episode of something.
0: Yep, I can't do that.
1: And Usually then I get
0: out. when I'm working out or when I'm trying to like hike or whatever, I'll be talking to myself in my head and I'm like, okay, we just got to do this. And then I'll be like, nope, you just got to do it. And I tell myself to just start moving mm-hmm. because if I can... My In my brain, I'm like, if you move forward before you start thinking about it, you will have done part of it already. That's
1: literally my <laughs> mantra with this whole exercise shit. People are like, oh, why? how do you stay so motivated? How do you do it? When I tell you, get, get out the house before you start thinking. Mm-hmm. And that literally will take away half of the fucking energy. The moment that you start thinking about, mm, do I really feel like going and start checking in with yourself? No, bitch. Be in your car mm-hmm. and be already five minutes on your way Drive when you start having those thoughts because you're not going to turn around.
0: Yeah, no. Once I'm in the car, I'm in the car. Yeah, I'm in the it's car. It's really like once I'm out of bed and dressed, I'm going. Right. It's the getting out of bed part. Right.
1: That's the getting out of bed. Just get up.
0: But also once I'm there, like if I go to the gym, which I haven't been in forever because quarantine. Right. But if I'm on the stairs, if I get on the stairs separate, I'm like, my goal is to do 50 floors. That's just 10 floors five times. But then I'll start thinking about it and I'm like, mm, maybe I can do like 20 floors. And I'm just like, no, just go. Just go. Just, just go. go. Think about it after you're done.
1: And I'm not the girl who can put the towel over the machine. Me neither. I need to see things.
0: (laughs) I need to know where I'm at.
1: I need to see things. I need to know what the time is looking like, bitch, because I'm looking at the clock the entire time. I just want to make sure that we're clear. And
0: I don't know where to look if I can't look at the thing, because I'm am I watching the TVs? I don't really care what's going on up there. I just need to concentrate on being alive. That's really it. I need to know how much more time I'm going to be in hell.
1: I mean, honestly, that should be the mantra of our life at, at every single point of existence. I need to concentrate on being alive. <laughs> I can't do multiple things at once. No, nope, AKA to to not look at lodge. the 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 machine when I need to know what time how long I've been on this machine.
0: I need to know how much longer I'm going to be in hell <laughs> before I can get off and get a drink. Yes. And, and go home. And if I'm at Planet Fitness, maybe get a slice of pizza.
1: I'm fucking done. I can't with them <laughs> until I... In- pizza. Not even selling, giving it away for free. free. (laughs) What (laughs) is it, like the first Monday of the month?
0: Yeah, I think it's the first Tuesday and then bagels is like the the last Wednesday or something like that.
1: And and I was good for like stealing some of those um, fruity candies too when I left that big ass bucket of fruity candies bitch Mm -hmm. and I always got the purple ones. I used to like oh hey girl, like really talking the whole time I'm like picking out the purple ones. I
0: can't. Like
1: (laughs) uh, plotting, okay, and making sure I have them in my car. I can't. What are we talking about? Oh, we just did a whole episode.
0: We did. It's only been 32 minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> have a
1: wonderful day. Um,
0: what have you been doing to keep yourself like from going insane? Is it just working out? Do you do wait, can I tell
1: a story before you we do this? Yes. So we're in a we're doing oh, a new a story, too. Sorry, okay, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're going to do a new segment, add an additional segment to the show called Tell Me If I'm Wrong. Mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Because what motivated this is I have a a story when I was actually on a run a couple of days ago and it just like, I had all these thoughts and all of them started with tell me if I'm wrong. So <laughs> I'm running and this, I want to say this is like 0.8 of a mile. Like we're at like 0.8, 0.7, 0.6 around that area. So I've been running probably for about a good eight minutes and I'm coming around the trail and I see this white woman, you know, running with her dog or walking her dog. And I don't pay her any attention. And I go on the other side because social distance. Like I've been trying to run around people, not be all up on people when I'm going out in the park. And as soon as I run past her, and I'm listening to a podcast, getting my life, you know, Kikiing, you know, in my mind, I'm in, in in the studio with them and we're talking, have a conversation. Meanwhile, I'm just here running. And <laughs> I walk past her, and her dog starts barking at me. And it's this little ratty-ass, like, (laughs) little-ass, matted-fur-having-ass dog. Mm -hmm. And he really starts barking at me. He, like, low-key attacked my ankles. Mm -mm. He didn't, like, actually, like, physically get close, but he was, like, coming towards me. And I got scared and shook, and I, like, you know, I fleed the scene. And then fled, <laughs> fled Fleed. <laughs> <laughs> I had a drink, y'all, leave me alone. I fled the scene and my thought immediately was and tell me this is wrong or tell me if this is completely irrational. But whenever I see white people with dogs, little dogs, and they start barking at black people, I always immediately think that they, like they've indoctrinated this dog oh like <laughs> To like be racist, like they have (laughs) somehow like convinced (laughs) this dog or in spread their racism, and this dog has like. Internalize all of these messages and ideas that these these people have, and they have convinced people, convinced the dog that like whenever they see a black person, they have to like attack them, and bark at them. I
0: don't think that that's a thing. From coming from the owner of two ratty ass dogs, little ratty ass dogs, one of them barks at everything, literally everything. Anytime he sees anything, he barks. So I don't. I haven't indoctrinated him to think that anything is annoying and that he should hate everything in the entire world. Although maybe I have because he right. met me. Um, but he does. So I don't think it's a... But it could be because, you know, white people be doing some weird shit. That's what
1: I'm saying. I feel like I literally was like... This lady has convinced this dog, like she has, she has shown him some sort of, she has exposed him to some stimuli or some sort of movie. Like I just, I imagine this dog sitting in front of a TV and there's all this racist white nonsense being spewed to this dog. And this dog now has, it's like immediate response whenever it sees a person of color is to bark at them and attack them. Cause I would have kick the shit out that little ass dog.
0: I wouldn't have been mad at you if you did. Cause why are you in my face, small ass dog? Social distance.
1: Let's be clear. <laughs> I was about to punt the shit out of that dog. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry, little dog. I'm sorry, I got a text message. I was distracted. But I, do you remember that scene in Um Crooklyn where the dog was in the couch, <laughs> bitch? I was about to put your dog in a fold up couch, <laughs> Queenie. <Yeah. laughs>
0: my dog looks like Queenie. <laughs> <laughs> she,
1: that was about to be her dog i can't did she
0: say something to you
1: she said i'm sorry but i don't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe you i didn't even say anything <laughs> the whole exchange was so bizarre as soon as it happened i like just continued to run <laughs> because I mean I really did like I w- didn't make it that far away from the dog so like I encountered her again but still it's like get, get watch your dog like people be saying like uh, watch your children watch your dog
0: okay get your children
1: get your dog okay well that was my story am I wrong tell me if I'm wrong
0: um, I feel like you might be wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> well don't talk to me what's yours <laughs>
0: Wait, but before we continue going, I do want to insert a clip right here real quick. I want to introduce you to this podcast that I'm in love with. If you are into like crime and weird shit, this is the podcast for you, especially if you enjoy doing it with like a tinge of comedy, which is just up my alley. So here's promo for um, a podcast by someone called Amber Smiles Jones. The podcast is called Professionally Silly. And here is the promo for it. Well, hello there, Wi Fi and data users. Welcome to the Professionally Silly Podcast. I'm your audible boothang, Amber Smiles Jones, a stand up comedian and YouTuber from Atlanta, Georgia, trying her best not to go bankrupt in Los Angeles. <laughs> this is the podcast where you can experience the silly random creepy and of course the weird get your fix of hilarious news stories true crime experiences and more the internet is a huge place so think of me as your audible youtube video enjoy the sounds of my melanated voice as i say all the that people are afraid to say out loud join me every friday recorded right here on the anchor app where i take my silliness seriously We love her. She's great. Yeah, we love her. Thank you so much, Amber. Okay. mine. Um, I mean, it's not really like a concise story. It's just a lot of things have been happening in my DMs in the last week. And oh, I just, well. I have questions. When you send a nude, right? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Do you like I don't. think about what it's going to look like? Or you just snap and go? Like, does it matter what's in the background? Or like... What colors are happening? Does lighting matter when you're sending nudes? Because for me, (laughs) coming from me, I'm I'm a very artsy person, a very artistic person. Mm -hmm. I'm not sending anyone a picture that looks crazy. Yes. There's not going to be anything crazy in the background. Like if I didn't clean the bathroom, I'm not taking a picture in the bathroom.
1: You when you're setting new photos, this is like uh uh. There's art direction, <laughs> there's production, bitch. This niggas quiet on set. Correct. <laughs> niggas niggas are. This is we're creating art here.
0: Correct. I do full photo shoots for this shit, but niggas are sending me pictures of their naked penises just sitting out like their in the naked bedroom.
1: Penises, yes, as opposed to their clothed penises. A penis with a
0: sock on it—that would be fine. <laughs> a penis inside of a short. I think I sent you a picture of a nigga with a penis inside of a short. Yes, that we was sent a each good other. picture. We that sent That was each other. semi-artistic. Mm-hmm. That was like at least this nigga put some thought into it. But why would you just whip out your naked chicken and and take a picture of it?
1: You in done. your dirty
0: bathroom, in front of your spotted mirror, with your underwear on the floor. like.
1: Oh. Well, don't come for the spotted mirror, bitch. Because sometimes I'll be having photos with spotted mirrors in them as well. But
0: Mm-mm. I don't
1: send nude photos from a spotted mirror.
0: <laughs> I don't send mirror nudes. I Like I said, production. We have tripods.
1: Come cameras. on. We have a budget. Okay? <laughs> we have a budget. We have resources at our disposal that we will be using. Yes. In order to make sure that this photo is slaying,
0: correct. I should show you the ones I just took, girl.
1: They're, we I don't, don't take, send each other nudes of ourselves. We send no. each other other people's nudes, that's I don't make sure take. That clear. I
0: don't take naked nudes. Like I'm not a. I do artsy nudes. So like you're not seeing a nipple. You're not seeing any any
1: puss. But that's not really an. Puss is such an interesting word. It would have been better if I said it with the E or Like I just put it just took me down. Like I, it literally just obstructed all progress I was about to make verbally in that sentence. I can't. But um I mean I appreciate that. I appreciate a little bit of creativity in there. Cause I'd be seeing all kinds of I mean, I'm not really sending nudes anymore at this part of my life. Um but what I do receive a lot of them. And Niggas just think that if they send, like, their ashy penis, that that's going to somehow, like...
0: Not an ashy penis.
1: Like, <laughs> if they send their penis and it's ashy, that somehow that's going to, like, mmm, succulent. Like, it's going to make me want to just drop my draws and fuck you right here in the middle of the street. And it's like, I'm over that.
0: Do you think it's because we're fat? Like, we are overcompensating? Like, we have to make the pictures look super amazing and, like, enticing because we're also fat and like niggas who are just like regular niggas can just be like oh here's a penis it's a penis so like it
1: hmm that's such an interesting concept because i do feel like i have to ensure that i have the right angle i have to ensure that the lighting is right i have to make sure that to me it looks sexually appealing right from my perspective but i feel like maybe that is an extension of being fat but I also feel like maybe well niggas sometimes niggas generally just don't care and but I think for a lingerie shoot
0: it's not even a naked shoot so you can look through those
1: come on hair ooh ooh Ooh, this little part with this hair. This ponytail is cute. Thank you. This little, um, robe.
0: If you guys want to see some of these, I posted one or two of them on my main Instagram. @taylor. Oh, you posted I, these. I posted two of them.
1: Ooh, Taylor, come on.
0: Okay. Lighting. Okay, production. These, these are photos. Production. These are... Vogue, hello, L. center spread, salon, Somebody hire me,
1: star. I'm trying to name magazines. <laughs> <laughs> these these are. Jet. So-
0: Does Jet still make magazines? Yes, they do.
1: Essence, bitch. Yes, keep <laughs> going. I mean, I think yes. I think that that may be a certain pressure as a fat person to try to make the photo as appealing as possible because you don't want to. Be rejected for being fat, or you don't want to take, you don't want your fatness centered in a way that's going to make the the photo feel not appealing. But I also think there's something to be said for like so people who are on social media, like we have been convinced that like every single thing that we put out has to be this curated, manicured yeah. image. That's so I think very much me. So I think there's there's multiple levels to it, but for me, I definitely think there is a a certain level of regulating how the photo turns out because of fatness but I also think like I said I can I don't know if I can just reduce it to just that though. Yeah. But yeah, make sure you step your new game up.
0: <laughs> step your new game up. Um other than, you know, taking artsy photos, I am on TikTok now. I do TikToks. Which is wild to say as an almost 30-year-old woman. The girl.
1: girl. (laughs)
0: But I made a really cute one with my dogs the other day. I'll post it on the Instagram as well.
1: You're so cool. Like, Taylor, you're so cool. You really be engaging with people and, like, really participating in social media and doing stuff on the internet. Mm -hmm. That's so wonderful.
0: Isaiah had this great idea to start doing polls on our Instagram, which Mm -hmm. I think is great. But polls disappear in, like... A day on Instagram, so I think I'm gonna start a Twitter for us too. I'm doing a lot on social media
1: because <laughs> Twitter she's has the brains and the, the administration of the operation. Let's be clear, <laughs> I'm well, I'm more of the creative idea person, and she's the rollout. I'll be like, Tara, let's do this, let's do this, let's do that, and then she'll be like, and I'll be like, I don't know how we're gonna do any of that, <laughs> but you know. We compliment each other. But um
0: Did you have a a poll for this one? Or what what was the actual text message you sent me? Because it was more I than said, tell a poll.
1: me if I'm wrong. We should do a segment called a new segment oh. called Tell Me If I'm Wrong. So
0: the poll should be the tell me tell mm-hmm. you if you're wrong. Is Isaiah okay. wrong
1: for thinking that white people <laughs> <Absolutely>. have indoctrinated <laughs> their dogs to be racist?
0: Okay. I will post that but I'm pretty sure that the answer is yes.
1: I know there have been more than... I'm not the only person who's ever experienced that thought immediately after (laughs) they embarked at by. Well,
0: we're going to find out. I'm going to ask on Twitter and on Instagram to start. And on Facebook. Because we do have a Facebook, even though nobody uses that anymore.
1: The Book of Many Faces. Um, What else are we talking about? What were we talking about?
0: Um, What we're doing to stay sane while in quarantine.
1: Wait, you had a story? Was that your story? The nude? Yeah. Okay. Um... Like, what kind of media we're consuming. I have been obsessed with, and this is so obscure and so random and so specific, <laughs> but I don't really watch Wendy Williams' talk show, but I am obsessed with her after show. Okay. So she has this, she has, like, a, a, she make, produces a show that's her after shows where essentially it's like, her being recorded immediately after she gets done the talk show. And there's a specific time that I really enjoy the after shows. This is from like the year 2012, 2013, 2014. When I feel like no shade, but Wendy Williams really looked her best, but, (laughs) and I love her. I love her dearly, but I think she really looked her best during that time, that time period. And her, she just like, I understand why people don't fuck with her, and there are a lot of things about her that I don't agree with and I don't like, and I think she said a lot She's She has said a lot of crazy shit that I don't fuck with at all, specifically shit about HBCUs, specifically shit about gay people, like, (laughs) trans people, like... But... There's something about watching the after show where, like, you kind of get another layer of her personality and you start to understand who she is as a person. Because a lot of people just think that she's this messy gossip person and that's it. But it's, like, it comes from a place of, like, insecurity, which kind of makes it, you know, a little bit more, makes her a little bit more human. Relatable. And, and relatable. You- and she's funny as hell. Like... <laughs> And she just be saying shit. Like, when I say the killer is every place, that's where I got it from. The after show. She was like... One time she was watching it, and she was calling out to one of her glam members. And people in her glam squad. And nobody was answering. And she was like, don't you hate when they don't answer? Like, and she said that into the fucking camera. And then she goes to check. And then she just, like, randomly, like, you know, the killer is every place. And that just... (laughs) Has stuck with me for all of eternity. And now I'm obsessed with saying the killer is every place. So I love her. So I've been watching that. And those are on YouTube. And there's like a whole playlist and everything. And you can watch them. And sometimes they'll be really, really short and be like three minutes. And then sometimes they'll be like 20 minutes. And then sometimes she'll do like Ask Wendy, but the after show version where like people will call, like people will sending comments on YouTube or Facebook and they'll send her questions and she'll answer them. And sometimes I ask Wendy, her responses. I'm like, okay, you really thought about this. I'm not mad at that response. Or she'll do like a book reading. She'll read like excerpts from her book when it was coming out. So it's like, I like that more than the show because it's a different layer. It seems more intimate, like, yeah, than <clears throat> the actual show. So that's one of the things I've been watching during quarantine.
0: That's cool. I might have to check those out. They sound fun. I started watching the TS Madison, her YouTube channel because of you. Really? (laughs) Isn't she funny as hell? (laughs) (sighs) She
1: is so fucking funny to me. (laughs) Like, I cannot. I cannot. I love her so much. I haven't been watching it lately, though. I need to.
0: I watched the Tiger King documentary on Netflix. It was fucking wild. Have you heard people talking about it? I
1: heard... I just hear people saying that somebody fed their husband to a tiger. <laughs> That's the only thing that I've saw.
0: That hasn't been proved. But that that whole documentary is fucking wild. It's like a documentary, but then everybody in the documentary deserves their own documentary. Like, it's... People are so wild.
1: Excuse me. Come on, content.
0: Um, one guy had two husbands. Both of his husbands were straight. One guy was running like a sex cult.
1: Wait, there's a lot going on. Okay, one guy had two husbands. Both one of his
0: husbands were straight.
1: Man had mm-hmm. two other men mm-hmm. that he was in a marriage with. Mm-hmm. their lifetime movie, <laughs> lifetime series, saying, true life.
0: So much happened in this documentary. Another guy had a sex cult. He had like five or six women. That
1: then he this was guy had a sex, sex cult,
0: and he was making them work like. 12 hours a day, he was paying them like $100 a week, they're working with tigers, mind you, big cats 12 hours a day, $100 (laughs) a week and he's having sex with all of them he had like made appointments for some of them to get body augmentations without telling them and they happily went and did it because it was the one time that they got to like sit down for a moment because they worked so fucking hard with these cats he wasn't even the main character in the fucking documentary he was just a side character
1: I'm just stuck at tigers and big cats. <laughs> Why? Why are we working with them? I want them far as far away from me as possible. Why are they here? None of the people in this documentary were
0: black. <laughs> None of them. I, I,
1: <laughs> trust me. Based off of what you were detailing to me, I feel like I had enough evidence to, to, to draw that conclusion myself. However, comma, why are we dealing with tigers? I don't know,
0: man. It's believed that the woman fed her husband to a tiger.
1: And I would, too. Because <laughs> why, are we, why are we doing this? Like, the why tiger is, was
0: hers, though. So like, But geez.
1: why is it in my house?
0: I don't know. She had a whole sanctuary full of tigers she was trying to claim that anybody else who owned tigers was animal abuse but her tigers were fine don't take her tigers away
1: and what have we learned there have been countless tales and i'm sorry i don't want to, to, to shade this because it's horrible <laughs> but that lady who remember that that and oprah was interviewing that lady who essentially got her face like mauled off mm-hmm. because of like a chimp or like a monkey or some shit like that yeah. that was a monkey bitch And I don't don't think monkeys are carnivores. Right?
0: They might be omnivores. They're not like...
1: They don't eat meat. At all? I feel like I'm... I I haven't seen a monkey... How many monkeys you hang out with? Girl, (laughs) don't play. I feel like monkeys don't eat meat. I feel like they only eat like... um, Obviously bananas, but like... That might be true. I don't know what monkeys
0: eat. I don't know what monkeys eat. So you might be right. So this
1: is a vegetarian-ass monkey... (laughs) Who's out here living his life and then decide decided for no apparent reason just to attack this woman in her face and then she her face is mangled at this point mm-hmm. and then you compare that to a tiger who's an actual
0: yeah.
1: carnivore in, in the
0: documentary one of the workers at the tiger zoo farm where mm-hmm. you from tigers got her arm <laughs> the bitten tiger off, zoo farm got her arm bitten off in the documentary like we watched it happen. We also...
1: We watched it happen.
0: We also watched... Well, we kind of watched. We watched security footage of someone else watching another guy shoot himself in the head. Like, it... Shit was wild. It was fucking
1: wild. I don't need to watch this.
0: It's fucking wild. The main guy... What the fuck is his name? Why can't I remember his name? doesn't matter. He is the one with the two husbands who are straight. Mm -hmm. He got them to be his husbands because he gave them meth, essentially. Um... He's also a, a rapper. No, he doesn't rap. He does music, though. He's a country singer. It's wild. Is
1: he attractive? No,
0: absolutely not. Oh, no. In this whole documentary, there are at least six other TV shows. <laughs> Somebody needs to produce them.
1: I can't. I can't. This sounds wild. And I'm, I'm not really the documentary girl. Not because like I don't like to watch them. I'm just like...
0: I'm a documentary down.
1: I need I feel I want to be, I wanna be like girl, did you see that documentary like real bougie and intellectual? <laughs> but I don't gravitate towards documentaries at all. And I want to. That sounds like a good one though. That sounds like a really good one. I would be it's probably just, a good one to start with because it's
0: it's so much un, like it, it's a documentary, but it feels like a reality TV show.
1: But it's also like I've I i would not be able to get over my initial hunt, which is why are these tigers here? <laughs> Like, I would not be able... I would be thinking about that the entire time. It's not
0: a little bit of tigers either. It's not like three tigers. It's like hundreds of tigers.
1: And what have we... Planet of the Apes is available, and there's nine movies, bitch. (laughs) What have we not learned from Planet of the Apes? (laughs) I'm so serious. What have we not learned from that shit? When you and, um, fucking... What's the word I'm looking for? Not lock in prison. Um... (laughs) cage cage or like what is it called put into cap t- not in captivity raised in captivity what is yeah. that when you like raise animals in captivity like and you heavily least were they like sedated were they, let me stop jumping to conclusions tigers right no there.
0: they weren't sedated um they were just like free roam tigers free roam tigers sounds crazy right except it wasn't a place where tigers should be free roaming
1: I'm sorry for that lady who lost her arm. That's crazy, but also, why are the tigers here?
0: I might have misgendered him. I'm pretty sure he is a trans man, but it doesn't say that in the documentary. It just came... Like, Twitter was saying that he was misgendered the entire time of the documentary. Oh, so, wow. sorry, let me go back but... and say he had his arm bitten off by a tiger while it worked. And
1: I feel sorry for him because...
0: He went straight back to work, too. He was like, I love the Tigers. I don't want anything he to He went to them.
1: straight back to work. Yeah,
0: he, he said he was at the hospital, and the doctor was like, I don't think you're going to be able to keep the arm. We can either cut it off, or we can take you to surgery to try to keep it. And he was like, take it off. And then went right back to work.
1: So, like... Has everyone just decided that, again, going back to our whole cocaine conversation, that we're just on cocaine throughout the duration of this whole process? Yep. Forever. Okay. Because that that explains absolutely everything for me.
0: Main dude with the two husbands also tried to put a hit out on somebody and now is in jail.
1: I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this at all. What What else have I been watching? It's fucking crazy. I also have been obsessed with, again, something also very weird and... Specific to me. I've been watching a lot of like video game walkthroughs on YouTube.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I don't play video games anymore. So like the next best thing. Because video games is like an expensive hobby. Like that and also it's very time consuming. Like you have to have a lot of time. I mean, it, yeah. me, I'm also like watching these things. And they're like eight <laughs> hour long YouTube videos. So really I could have time to play it. My if fucking self. You could
0: self. play the entire game.
1: But also I've discovered a new thing that I didn't know that you can do on YouTube.
0: Walk through video games? No,
1: you can speed the video up.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I figured it out this week, and I was so... You could do that podcast, too.
1: Yes, I know you could do a podcast. I know you could do YouTube videos. I'm like... <laughs> and I'm me being the impatient, like, ADHD-having-ass nigga that I am, like, I have to. Everything is 1.75.
0: Yeah, anytime I watch Story Time videos, I watch them at at least 1.5, because they be dragging.
1: And it's like, I don't need... And then it's crazy, because... I feel like I've done it so much that now when I watch a standard video, it's like, why is this not faster? <laughs> am I losing my mind? Mm-hmm. I am.
0: Mm-hmm. Instant gratification. You need to be patient. Let the world come to you.
1: I don't believe in that.
0: <laughs> I also have been, my new routine, because I'm not doing anything that I'm supposed to be doing, is to watch YouTube videos of people playing The Sims mm-hmm. and then go play The Sims. So they give me all the ideas while they're playing The Sims, and then I go play The Sims and interject all of those ideas.
1: I actually really like doing that. Like, when I used to play Xbox all the time, I used to find, like, walkthroughs. And I wasn't necessarily, like, following the walkthrough to the T, but, like, it was kind of cool because I always felt like you were playing with somebody else in the room who was playing the same game as you. Yeah. So to have that in the background while you are playing, I really like that. Mm -hmm. Video games are the shit. Like... If I had more time and more money, I would...
0: Yeah, because I've spent an exorbitant amount of money on The Sims in the past couple of weeks.
1: Especially when you start talking about, like, computer games. Like, I mean, I don't know, The Sims that you have isn't, like...
0: I play on the PlayStation, but it is technically a computer game.
1: Yeah, when you start talking about computer games, like...
0: Expansion packs are, like, 40 bucks a pop. And that's just the expansion packs. Then you've got game packs and stuff packs, too.
1: I remember when I was growing up, video games used to be like fifty dollars for the new one, mm-hmm. and then like you can wait like a couple of weeks and then get it for like thirty five dollars. Get it used, yeah. Get a used one for thirty five dollars from like a GameStop or something like that. Now games are starting off at like sixty and seventy dollars. Yeah. I'm, excuse and that's
0: just me. The base game. You want to buy the expansion packs? You're coming off of another forty dollars.
1: And then going back to our conversation about healthcare, that's two copays <laughs> to see the doctor. Hello. Two doctor's visits.
0: To play a video game,
1: like I spent it, and then the video game might not be good eighty dollars
0: absolutely not eighty dollars, like I don't even spend that much on sneakers,
1: I mean, I have spent more than eight dollars on a shoe. let's be clear, however. I get you wear a shoe.
0: Not I, said the cat.
1: <laughs> you wear a shoe. You can wear a shoe. I bought a pair of shoes that was like hundred eighty dollars. I mean
0: shoes are a good investment because you
1: wear they're
0: literally carrying you throughout life.
1: <laughs> you wear a shoe. A video <laughs> game, it's like you'll get over this in probably about six hours. Oh, I don't know. Because I, I
0: sat here and played the Sims for like fifteen hours today. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. I was up at five thirty.
1: And but the Sims is a good one because you get so much for the money that you, you spend. True. Like, you can really create these different characters and do different jobs and have different aspirations. And so. I have gotten
0: really good at building. My mm-hmm. houses look bomb. Come
1: on. My shits always end up looking like boxes.
0: I did a farm today. Ooh. I built a farmhouse and then did, like, the outdoor farm area where all the gardening stuff is. Come I on. built a greenhouse. I was really proud of myself for that it's all glass it looks beautiful all the flowers are inside
1: oh my god I need to see this I need to get back into the sims I used to love that shit and I like how they have now where you can like choose traits of your sims characters and you also can choose like positive traits and negative traits mm-hmm. Because I feel like if I was playing, I would just choose all the positive traits if I was like making myself. I
0: do negative. Well, not for myself. Myself has all the positive right, traits, yes. Mm-hmm. But for the other Sims I play with, I get, they get negative traits. I just did a fam. Well, I did a dad who has a daughter and then he adopted a son who happens to be a witch. He doesn't know he's a witch yet, but he has magical powers and he's also batshit crazy. I gave him the psychotic trait where he just talks to himself and he...
1: I don't want to play this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is too bad.
0: Starts laughing randomly in the middle of things. Oh, absolutely not.
1: (laughs) I'm like, who is this in this game? And he
0: has magical powers, so he's going to be interesting. He's going to be an interesting guy.
1: Are you like a shooter person? Are you like an action RPG kind of person? Yeah,
0: I've played like Call of Duty... My ex was really into Call of Duty, so we used to play together. I really only like to shoot the zombies, and I really only like to stand in one place.
1: I don't want to play the <laughs> game ever with her And shoot the
0: zombies. I don't want to move around. I don't want to do any of that.
1: We should have video game. We, we should have video game days, because that yeah, would be cute. We could start a YouTube channel and play video games on YouTube. Because one of the, the games that I really have, like, when I watch people play, like... This past week, what I've been watching people play, and there's a one specific channel where they've been playing it that I've enjoyed, and it like the story, like I love a story-driven game. Mm-hmm. The story made me cry. Was you ever heard of Mass Effect? Cho it's the same people who did. You ever heard of Dragon Age? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> never mind. Well, it's like I think it's Bethesda who does like a, a other different like huge RPG franchises, and I love the thing about video games that people need to understand is like they're so much more immersive than, like, te- television shows for mm-hmm. me because yeah. it's like not only do you have the characters and the storyline, but you also have this lore that's in the universe of, the the game that you're playing, and this Mass Effect is like this futuristic like space odyssey traveling to different um planets and like exploring them and it's just so cool and it's like all the characters are so well developed and you start to develop like feelings and you start to like the characters characters die you start to cry like I when I finished the series I was like in tears and mm-hmm. shambles
0: oh
1: it was a cute it's cute <laughs> like video games will really make you feel emotions Mm-mm. you got me feeling emotions deeper than I've ever dreamed of
0: I do like um, like, story-driven games. Like, God of War is one of my personal favorites. The
1: girl. Girl.
0: I am also the type of person who, like, plays video games. So, like, if I'm doing something, I'm standing on the couch. I'm yelling at the TV. Like, I'm not oh, no, a... I'm
1: not playing with you.
0: <laughs> I'm not a chill. Like, I chill and play The Sims, but that's, like, you know, it's not intense. In mm-hmm. an intense game, it's like I'm standing on the edge of the couch. I'm looking at the screen like this. Like it's it's a big thing. And
1: you're also probably a really sore loser.
0: No, I'm not a sore loser because I know that I'm gonna lose because I suck at everything. <laughs> but I'm also a screamer. So like Oh no. We're <laughs> playing Call of Duty and a zombie pops up and I'm not expecting it, oh I'm yelling. I might hop off the couch. I might jump into your arms.
1: <laughs> I played Call person. of Duty zombies before and I was like The concept of this is super, super simple, but super effective, and also (laughs) addictive, but also, like, things are coming from all different places, I'm getting worried, like, I'm getting stressed, I can't take mm -mm.
0: this. No, 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 no. I'm the type that would have, like, the zombie gun, the laser gun that kills everything, and still die, because I don't want to move. It's going to come get me. There have been multiple times where I've played with my ex and um i've been like down because you know how the first time you get hit you like go down to the ground but you can still shoot
1: yeah yeah. and mm-hmm.
0: she would have to come and get me because i w- what am I you've given do? up i i can't do anything
1: else <laughs> <laughs> at this point i've given up <laughs> yeah but video games have really been looking out for me during well watching other people play video games So it has been the mvp during this whole quarantine process anything else that you've been watching that you want to share with the people. What time, where is, what is our time?
0: One hundred four. I don't, what else have I been doing? I don't think so. It's mostly just Sims. I'm I'm not ashamed, but I play a lot of it. I'm on there for hours. I
1: mean, niggas have developed like whole careers surrounding that game. Yeah, I watch them
0: on YouTube. And I think about like starting one, but I don't have a gaming computer. So I don't, Like, it would be difficult for me to be on that caliber. But I did have a cool idea. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'll tell you when we're off these hot mics so nobody takes my idea. I did have a cool idea for a new, like, video structure concept. That could be dope that I could do in my free time. Free time, quote unquote, because none of it's really free.
1: Does your PS, your PlayStation, have, like, an ability to stream from the PlayStation?
0: Yeah, it can stream. And it also records video. So I have video clips of me playing. That mm-hmm. I could like edit together and then voice over, but it wouldn't be the same as like the ones that I watch on YouTube. Which I guess yeah. is not a bad thing.
1: I mean, niggas gotta start somewhere. Um, but I do have
0: some really creative storylines that I would love to, you know, share with the the public.
1: I've been mean, lately. I've been watching a couple of movies to like movies that I just be having in the background, just because like when I'm at work and <laughs> I'm supposed to be working, but there's things mm-hmm. to do. Same. So so I'll just like have a movie on. I watched I saw I saw this in movie theaters and like the movie took my breath away, but I watched it again and I was like, this movie is really crazy. And I feel like I want to talk about this movie with people. What have movie? you seen The Danish Girl? I have not. <laughs>
0: you saw it in theaters?
1: Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Me and my friend saw it and like we're weeping in the movie theater. I'm not weeping. But um the it's so fucking good. These niggas are really acting, okay? It's about like um it's about I don't know if she, she's not the first trans woman, but it's about this trans woman who for, who undergoes the I think she's the first documented person to undergo like sex reassignment surgery, or gender reassignment surgery, and this is like during the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, and it's kind of artsy. It's a period piece, but before she transitioned, she was married. She was married to a woman and has like a whole relationship and they're artists and it's like seeing how their whole relationship unfolds as she's going through this process of transition and it's like you kind of feel for both characters because on one hand you're like this trans woman is so fucking selfish (laughs) like (laughs) she's so fucking selfish like I can't stand how selfish she is and you're like you're wanting her to understand where the the wife is coming from because it's like she knew, a, she married, in her mind, she married a cisgender man who was attracted to women. Mm-hmm. like And then to find out that her, seemingly in her mind, her husband is now a trans woman, she's like dealing with this and you see her whole process and dealing with this and how she's struggling. And you feel for her, but it's also kind of like, I understand why you're being selfish because it's like this is, your body, right. this is you, this is your identity so it's like bitch you're really making me think things while I'm watching <laughs> this movie that I can't and feel things so it's so good but I've been watching that like I've watched it multiple times during the whole process.
0: I'd be nervous to watch it because I know that there's some sort of trauma because 1920s and transitioning that don't seem like it goes together
1: I mean there's nothing in it that's like and this is also in Denmark but it's the movie is in English and I think, like, both the two main actors, the the main actor and actresses, actress who played the two main characters, they both won Oscars for it. So, it's definitely, like, done well, I think. It's done really, really well. Um, and it's not, like, in an American context, so it's not, like, there's not, like, no rape or anything like that in there. But, yeah, niggas were wildin'. But, um, I watched that. I also was watching Speed the other day. People forgot Speed is a good movie, bitch. Speed is a good movie. Oh, my God. hmm So is Crank. I haven't seen Crank, but Speed is a good movie. Crank, is that the movie with um, Homeboy from the Transporter? Yeah, what's his
0: name? Jason Statham. Is that him?
1: Yeah, that's him. He yeah. wasn't in Speed.
0: He wasn't? No. Mm-hmm. Why do I think he was?
1: I don't know why you thought that, but I'm really offended that you did. Because <laughs> Speed has Keanu Reeves in it and Sandra Bullock. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah, when the that's the, the, bus. the bomb was on the bus. Yeah,
0: Crank was when the bomb was his heart.
1: Oh look, he couldn't let his heart go above a certain he couldn't like. Let it
0: go below. He had to keep his heart rate up.
1: And that's why he was like fucking in public or something like that. Mm-hmm. I want to leave. <laughs> like, I can't. Like that. Who came up with that concept? That's trash. <laughs> um... But Speed is such a good movie, like, oh my God. That whole part where these people were trapped in the elevator and the like some of these plots that people thought of, like have thought up I think about it like when I, I see, I've seen that movie when I was a child, like in the 90s, and I was like, oh, this ain't shit. It's like you're focusing on the action scenes. But then you really start to think look at the character development like, the, he was a whole terrorist. Like this man was trying to kill random people mm-hmm. because he just wanted money. Mm-hmm. And like he thought of these crazy ass ways, like imagine you being in the elevator and then you just find out that the is about to collapse. <laughs> like I can't. I can't I you're on the,
0: the face that he just made. You're on
1: the bus, bitch, and there's a bomb there's a bomb on the bus. We can't slow down. And then when that old that woman she was trying I don't mean to speak ill will of the dead. I mean she's a fictional character, obviously, but still. <laughs> like when she decided that she was gonna try to pull a stunt and they told him he made a deal with the terrorist that was like, if you let me get off this wounded person, then you know, we'll sit on the bus and we'll work through this together. And then when they got the wounded person off the bus, she decides that she's going to use this opportunity to try to get off the bus. And then he blows one of the bombs. And then she dies and gets ran over by the bus. Bitch, we were rooting for you. We were We're all rooting rooting
0: for you. How
1: dare you (laughs) learn from this, literally. She
0: can't, because she did.
1: But speed is so good. I've been watching a whole bunch of movies. Constantine, that's also another movie I'm obsessed with, and I want them to make a sequel. I've been watching that. Mm-hmm. You don't like that movie? No.
0: I'm not really a vampire.
1: I mean, it's not a vampire movie, so it wouldn't have anything. To... <laughs> what is it? It's not the vampire it's movie? It's like demons and... Okay, same shit. I'm not really a... That. I mean, not demons, but... I mean, demons, but... <laughs> <laughs> Like, God and the devil and... I
0: watch Supernatural, but that's really the only, that realm of Like, the occult, like,
1: fantasy, occult situation.
0: Other than, like, the things that come on the CW, because I can handle those. I'm really, like, a young teen at heart. Like, I'm a YA in real life.
1: What's a YA? A
0: young adult. Like, young adult. Uh... That's the genre for books and stuff. That's me. I will always be a, um, Hunger Games, you know?
1: But that, even that, that's, like, fucking disturbing.
0: Well, yeah, but, like, on a palatable level, you know?
1: <laughs> like, they, they serve it to you with, like, a marshmallow.
0: hmm Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they sandwich it in between two spoonfuls of sugar.
1: <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, I'm over here watching. Like, I'm starting to realize that, like, horror is probably one of my favorite genres. Mm-hmm.
0: Can't do it. Can't relate.
1: I'd be scared out of my mind. I'm like, the creatures in the house. The call is coming from inside the house. What's that from? What's that from? Scream. No. Oh. When a stranger calls.
0: Scream the call was coming from inside the house as well. I mean... That was probably a parody of When a Stranger Calls.
1: Maybe. but when the is. That bitch, that when they were investigating and they traced the call and the call was coming from inside the house, <laughs> bitch, the music turned. I was like, <laughs> what? I was so gagged. And he said it all hard, too. He said, the call is coming from inside the house.
0: That was a um, Rick and Morty reference, too. Is that where that's from? He I'm was assuming. Like, the call's coming from inside the house. I was like, oh, cool. But it's from something. Okay.
1: I'm done. All right. (laughs) This has been a lovely episode. We don't have to do our... um...
0: Weekly consumption because this whole episode was weekly consumption.
1: It's time for a weekly consumption.
0: Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. Our show page is at Fat People Podcast. My page is at Taylor Renee. I don't know if you still have social media, so I'm not going to shout you out. (laughs) Um, I don't. Look for us on Twitter as well. I'm going to try and keep it the same at Fat People Podcast so that you can start taking part in our polls. What's the first poll? Is Isaiah Trippin thinking that dogs can be racist?
1: <laughs> well, really, that white people have indoctrinated their, do- their dogs to be racist mm-hmm. whenever they bark in and try to attack you.
0: We want to know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so find us on one of our many social media platforms and let us know. Also, make sure you check out Professionally Silly, the podcast that we played for you earlier. It's really dope.
1: All right. Y'all have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.